slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Best Moment. I am your host, Keith Skopinich, along with Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. Every and time. Every time. Every. You just turn it on. You just turn Hello. it on, Keith. That's not me turning on. Do you want to hear me turn it on? I'll turn it on when I want to turn it on. <laughs> Why does your voice do that when you turn it on? Hello, it's me, Keith. Hi, guys. It's Keith Skopinich here, host of Not Your Best Moment. I'm oh afraid. Fears to keep doing voices. <laughs> you did improv with him five years ago. <laughs> I don't know when was the pandemic. Three years ago, who knows? It wasn't that long ago. Well, the pandemic is what put a stop to it, right? It's true. Yeah, it is. R.I.P. Barnaby Thatcher. Sad. Um, speaking of people named Barnaby, today we're going to talk about. <laughs> The coronation. World-class world transitions. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you're the king, you probably have a name like Barnaby. His name is so, Charles. I know. You I'm know not saying you'd be a rich person. He probably knows somebody named Barnaby. He definitely knows someone yes. named Barnaby. And would that we all could, quite frankly. Probably has an obnoxious cousin that hate that he hates, whose name is Barnaby. Or a son, who knows. Anyways, keep, keep going with your uh, intro. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about the coronation and Andrew has a lot of thoughts. So I'm going to let Andrew take the lead on this one. I do. I have a lot of thoughts. The first, listen, the headline was snooze fest. Okay. Number one. Now I'm going to walk you through this because snooze fest has a double meaning. All right. This is now I'm going to get into it. So I remember like in, in past years, seeing people like get up for like the Royal weddings and, and shit. And I'm like, why would you fucking do that? Yeah, and I still it still doesn't make sense to me yet. For some reason, hardwired in my brain, when they announced the date back in October, I was like, well, I'm going to get up and watch it. And that's exactly what I did. I, I made a quiche, not a coronation quiche, because that looked disgusting. Um, if you're not familiar, there <laughs> what is, is a coronation quiche. So very good question. When Queen Elizabeth was um, crowned, they had a competition for like the the official dish of the coronation. And that's where coronation chicken came from, which is essentially like curry chicken salad. Um, and so they did the same thing for for Charles and they came up with coronation quiche, um, <laughs> which was a quiche with spinach, cheese and beans. Mm. which is a very british sounding thing and not it's a very extremely british i mean honestly putting beans in anything sounds quintessentially now, british yes but not like the baked beans like they have at a, at, a, at a full english breakfast which if you've ever had a full english breakfast i applaud you for still living because <laughs> i would i would choke to death on the blood sausage alone <laughs> oh yeah it's lamb intestine with rice and blood and they cook it and it congeals and then you eat it. And I'm told it's delicious, but I can't I can't do it. There are limits. Um, yeah. Except thank you, Phoebe. That said, I'd prefer also, I think I'd prefer a coronation queef. <laughs> oh <Sorry>. my god. <laughs> keep wow. keep it in your fucking pants. To be to be fair, we are recording <laughs> later than we usually do. So this is sort of like an after hours version of <laughs> 
Wait, 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 wait. Phoebe said keep it in my keep it in my pants. So you think that <laughs> queefs are what I'm looking for right now? I don't know what the fuck you're looking for, but let's yeah, make keep- one thing clear. I don't want to know. Yeah, Keith, have you been around you lately? That's not out of the realm of possibility. It really isn't. This is very like, on. To be clear, this isn't about kink shaming. We're not kink shaming you at all. That's just it. But it didn't sound out of character for your kinks. That's I also all just want to say, I want to keep that kind of stuff on a need-to-know basis, and I just don't think I need to know it. You can text okay. me privately. I'm very curious about all of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I made, I made my own quiche. It was um, uh, Gruyere, uh, caramelized leeks, and bacon. It was very good. And I also made a carrot zucchini bread, because I thought that sounded British, um, which was also very good. Uh, and then I set my alarm dutifully for 4.50 a.m. on Saturday morning with the conceit of being like, yeah, I'll go back to bed, whatever. I get up and like my brain just clicked in, you know, like all the dry runs that I'd done for the week leading up to it. <laughs> and I like <laughs> popped the quiche in the oven, to, you know, turned on the oven, uh, you know, got the tea <laughs> ready, flipped on CNN and off to the races. So, uh, where to begin? So. The, the 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 show starts with the procession right from Buckingham Palace uh, to Westminster Abbey, and I'm not sure something something happened right out of the gate where either Charles and Camilla were early or Wills and Kate were late, but for a good five minutes the king and queen just sat in their carriage. And you could see, because there's windows, you could see Charles was very irritated and complaining endlessly. And it was very, very awkward. Anyways, so then the the Waleses, the prince and princess of Wales arrive uh, with their tots. As as the procession is happening, right, the the other royals are arriving. Harry showed up in a suit alone without Meghan Markle. Ooh. And, but then, like, the, the fancier royals were in, like, ceremonial robes. And uh, <laughs> which is a whole thing. Like I, I kind of researched. So all of the the lords, I guess the aristocracy, if you have a title that in, entitles you, you're a hereditary peer, which means that like your son will be the next Earl of Dumbarton or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all get robes and their own crowns to wear. And if you look at Queen Elizabeth's um, uh, coronation on YouTube, which I did. Uh, they, you know, they all wear them. And Charles has said something that like they, they had said, put out a thing like, don't wear, don't wear them. We're not doing that. This is going to be a more modern, you know, uh, 21st century coronation. But all of the rich people who had these robes and whose like ancestors had worn them to coronations past got all bent out of shape. So then the direction became, uh, yeah, if you want to wear it, wear it fine. Which really kind of fucked up the aesthetics inside because right. for for queen elizabeth's thing you have her surrounded by all of these rich white people in in you know in like in matching crimson robes with the ermine trim and crowns and it looked very it looks very very formal this felt like a wedding i see Um, uh, it it was it was bizarre um but the royals walked in in their fancy robes and they had said no tiaras guess who wore a tiara kate middleton (laughs) it's fine fine uh and then the ceremony begins now camilla the moment the queen died queen elizabeth died camilla has looked freaked the fuck out (laughs) she is (laughs) now the queen of england and that was on full display the whole day not to mention when they put a six million dollar crown on top of her head that could easily have fallen off and then she had to walk around in it 
which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they they process in, and now there's this meme of um, Charles's hot equerry, equerry, equerry. I don't know how to pronounce the word. Mm-hmm. Um, which is essentially for kings and queens. It's the person who sort of helps them arrange their uniforms and their ceremonial dress. So he was there and he became a meme. I forget what his name was. Was he hot? Was he hot? Uh, probably not the right person to ask, but you know. You can <laughs> talk objectively. Good looking lad. Good looking was fella. He, was he a coronation Keith? <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm cracking myself up. Go ahead. You are. And me too. I'm just a little. No, you're not. <laughs> you need oh, more scotch. I, so I just looked up a picture. He's handsome in like a British way. I think Does that makes sense. I think what I think what did it for a lot of people was that he was in a kilt um, and there was a lot of calf action going on. Uh, calf nice. action. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. He did not skip leg day. Um, that's that's for sure. So <laughs> anyways, so to set the scene, so Harry is three rows back. He's back with like Prince Andrew and, and his kids. Um, you know, the people no one want to talk about. <laughs> Awkward, but real. Continue. Yeah. And um, he was seated behind Princess Anne, who had a big, tall feather in her cap. Um, so, you know, there's a big lot of, lot of jokes about how, oh, they were behind a pillar for the funeral. And now he's behind a feather for this one. <laughs> I don't know. And then <sighs> there's so many angles to go with this room. So I, first of all, I'm watching it on CNN. I'll go. I'll start from there. And you have Anderson Cooper, Christian Amanpour for some reason. And if you don't know who Christian Amanpour is, she's CNN's like chief foreign affairs correspondent. Like this is a woman who reports on wars and um, I think she grew up in Iran. So she has an intrinsic idea with what happened, you know, when the Iranian monarchy fell and the Ayatollah rose. And, um, you know, this is a very, you know, interesting person who's essentially just there giving like royal background. Anderson Cooper didn't care. Uh, Anderson Cooper would interrupt her every 10 seconds. Every time on screen, someone would show up, especially Harry. He'd be like, there's Harry. And she'd be like, well, what, you know, for, for thousands of years, this has been happening. And, and what's really interesting to see is, oh, look, it's Prince George. It's Prince George, everyone. It's Prince George. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very jarring way to to sort of at five in the morning watch this then because also it didn't seem like they really understood like i don't think they got notes or something because they were confused as to what was happening the entire time they're like i think i think they're on horses yeah they're on horses um they weren't (laughs) they weren't like up let me check in with my chief correspondent yes those are indeed horses (laughs) so you know the coronation goes goes pretty smoothly um can I, can uh, I interrupt for one second? Please do. There's, there was like once when they, they crowned him and it took it. I feel like it took way too long to get this crown on King William's head. Wait, like, what? He, wait, wait, hold on. Charles. His name is King Charles. William. <laughs> You're the worst with names, Keith. I really we'll get, am. You are. We'll get we'll get to King I'm William sorry, in about Stacey. 20, 25 years. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah give, it, give it about 20 years. <laughs> it's happening, but not yet. <laughs> Well, I got actually, a lot of things on my mind. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh God! Oh my God! I love this one. Um, anyway, so <laughs> you guys hate me today. Sorry. No, um, no but I'm, so it's. Like, I don't it's hate like you. Him. I don't hate you, Keith. I'm just a little disappointed. Phoebe's oh. <laughs> had enough of my shit today. Oh, <laughs> wow. if Phoebe, this is way worse. <laughs> if Phoebe, if Phoebe was my mom, she would roll up the newspaper and smack me in the back of the head with it right now. <laughs> I don't really. I'm not your mom, so no, I'm not, not. going to do that. 
No, you shouldn't. What is going on? I don't know. I don't know what I just got dragged into. I'm going to text you guys a link. This link came out. Remember when when, uh, Hillary Clinton was running for president and Tim Kaine was picked as her vice president? Mm -hmm. There was a satirical piece in the Washington Post about how uh, Tim Kaine is America's stepdad. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. (laughs) It actually sounds really funny. Yeah, it's like like, Tim Tim Kaine saw you come home late. He didn't yell at you, but he was disappointed. That was much, much worse. Like it's, all, <laughs> it's very, very funny. Sorry, Keith, so, go yeah, ahead. So, so it took it took the person like I feel like way too much time to like put the crown on his head, and also I thought it was really weird that how they were all reading off index cards the whole time. Like there was people like so, holding cards in front of their faces. Yeah, so they had rehearsed I think three or four times in the week leading up to. Um, to the actual day they closed westminster abbey on april 25th um to get it ready and to set everything up it was a they said it was going to be an hour-long ceremony queen elizabeth was three hours this was this was two hours long and it was a little silly to me that they said it would be one and like i don't know that they would have been able to memorize all of it i thought it was nice um there were some parts for the cameras where it didn't work out like when prince william went to go pay his homage uh to um to charles he was reading off of a card but the camera angle you couldn't see the card and it just made it look like william couldn't bear to look his father in the <laughs> eye when he was saying it. <laughs> oh my god it's look, look, look it up if you youtube it you know and again if you would watch the entire thing you you would know that he was reading off of a card but like if right. you just see that one clip um and just youtube you know prince william homage to king Charles, it looks like he just does not want to look at his father. I mean, honestly, it must be kind of awkward to see your father be crowned king at like 75. But at the same time, and I was thinking about this because George, Prince George, William's oldest son, will be the if the monarchy survives. Let's be yeah. honest. Um, uh, after William, he was a, a page of honor, which basically means he held he was one of four kids who held up the long train of the robe that he wore mm-hmm. that's that's all i did i part of me was like i wonder what william and then george are thinking you know what i mean because like you know george it's gonna be fucking 60 years before he's um he gets to do this william it's gonna be about 2025 20, years uh and like there's that thing of like you know are you are you watching a thing about like okay wow this is this is i'm i'm going to go through that i'm going to do this this ceremony is going to be for me one day what am i going to keep what am i going to change how do i feel about this this is fucking weird um and it did the whole thing it it felt weird but there was i will say there was one moment where i kind of got it i guess and it's when it because that essentially the ceremony just involves charles changing clothes that's and then being held objects that's essentially and then they put a crown on his head that's right that's really what it is um but when he was sitting there in like the gold robes and had the orb in his hand and the scepter Mm -hmm. and the crown and you see him and there was this moment you know how a lot of people when elizabeth died they were like "I, i can't picture charles as the king whatever in that moment in that shot of him it something something changed like it it was kind of you were like oh i see it now he is the king. You know what I mean? Like it was a very interesting moment 
to both watch and to experience because it's not like they say and now here's the king the picture the picture worked and something shifts inside of you and you accept it i don't know that's that was that it was a very it was a very bizarre experience to have while watching it at at this point that that is interesting yeah that's a a weird phenomenon it it was it it really was if you want and if you watch the whole thing i guarantee you it'll happen to you too do you think he like practiced his king face like the moment he got crowned like try to look more stern have you seen his (laughs) face i don't know i don't think he has control over his face um (laughs) yeah he gets he gets upset in public a lot like he when he had to sign the documents when he to his accession remember he's like um because there was that like silver pen tray that they didn't get out of the way fast enough and he like he wants things to go well he wants things to be well choreographed you know what i mean and when they don't go well he gets upset visibly in front of cameras and it's there was there was i think when uh his son went to go give him a kiss after what was it his homage or whatever it's called the the Um, homage yes yeah he like went to give him a kiss and (laughs) king charles like pulled away like did you see that because he was pissed at him for being late (laughs) was he late yes that's why they were in the carriage for like five minutes um and he was like sitting in there pouting to camilla um I want to be king now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I'm sure he just didn't want to look like an asshole, you know, because right. you're already in silly clothes doing a, a silly ritual, you know, dating back thousands of years, um, you know, and in in a, in a world that doesn't really need monarchies anymore. So, right. yeah, the optics kind of have to be perfect. And when they're not, you can understand why the person charged with protecting the monarchy Regardless of how you feel about it, you can understand why the person charged with protecting the monarchy would get upset when things didn't go according to plan. Because, like, at this point, it's all optics. Like, it's 100. That's 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 what they are. They're optics, right? Uh, I read that um, the coronation had eight million less viewers than Queen Elizabeth's. Speaking of royalty, I have royalty of a different sort to discuss. Taylor Swift, pop royalty. Taylor Swift has, um, you know, she broke up with Joe Alwyn, who she was with for six years. Um, it apparently happened back in February, though it was only announced like a month ago. So they broke up. The fans were, of course, very sad um, because Taylor Swift fans are just very obsessed with her life. You know, in they have the- rich emotional lives and they feel they wear their hearts on their sleeves. I actually learned that learned what this is called. They're called parasocial relationships where, you know, people have like a basically a one sided relationship with a celebrity, which they're not necessarily unhealthy. But you like feel like, you know, this person and like they're a part of your life, even though you have never oh, met them. That that actually. Yes, that yes. That, that is. But that I didn't is know true. that there was a ter- I didn't know the terminology behind it. And I learned that this weekend. and It was very interesting. It's also 100 percent by design. Yes. So that you but it's it's fascinating going to follow that person then watch whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah. So they broke up and now there have been new rumors, uh, you know, in the last few days that Taylor Swift is dating Matt Healy, who is the front man for the 1975. You guys know the band, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. I um, <laughs> British band kind of like, I don't know, like pop with a little punk energy a little bit. Um, yeah. But. They're actually quite good. I saw them at like Governor's Ball when I was 
a tween, not a tween. I was older. I was like a 18 or 19 years old, but I do not like, I do not like it. I do not like tween Phoebe going, God, what am I? I wasn't a tween. I was, I'm exaggerating. Young lady, you get out of there. This is no place for a tween. (laughs) (laughs) A tween teenager. I think, yeah, I was like, it was the, I think it was like the summer before college or something like that. So I wasn't, I was an infant, but not a true infant. Gotcha. I've only um, but heard yes. one story from Governor's Ball, and it was that Macaulay Culkin was in like a caftan soaked in mud, like spinning around in circles or something. That is, I don't know what what, what this is and when this happened, but it sounds way more exciting than the Governor's Ball that I went to. Probably. Um, so <laughs> I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, there have been rumors that they they are they are dating. The kind of the rumor started. Um, basically, there was a they allegedly dated a little bit in 2014, not to the point where you'd call her, him one of her exes, but a little bit. And then now there's, they've been seen together in Nashville. He came to one of Taylor's shows there and they've kind of been doing, you know, like he did a song that kind of alluding to the fact that like he was talking about Taylor and then she in January showed up and, played anti-hero at one of his shows i don't know there's been some stuff back and forth um which is yeah making people think that they are dating um how old the- was she in 2014 i feel like she should not have been a governor's ball because she would have been a tween <laughs> Who? Taylor Swift. Taylor, i didn't see taylor swift at governor's ball this was matt healy in 1975 oh but you said they were dating like in 2014 oh yeah like they were kind of it was a a little thing but that taylor's what 31 or 32 that was nine or ten years ago i don't know oh, okay Not that crazy. all right i'll allow it she um, she's 33 years old she's 33 okay so you know oh, she was well, that's fine she's it's fine um and he's i think only like 35 or something so they're not like crazy off in age but so yeah that's kind of the new thing that's happening but the one uh the one interesting thing about this whole situation was <laughs> a lot of taylor swift fans are not super happy with it not that they're mad but he made some uh, comments back in 2016 when they were talking about whether or not they had dated or not and matt healy had said it would be emasculating to date taylor swift oh <laughs> and um taylor swift fans are like how can we get on board with her dating this guy when he said that i imagine he's probably grown up and changed his tune at this point um i have to say though if you look at the history i don't know that he's wrong that's just it is it's not totally off base yeah there's it's hard to judge him there's a kernel of truth to that and he did also he was like i respect her so much as an artist i think she's like there were other things but that and i was like all right well fair (laughs) although i mean let's be let's be clear like masculinity is a construct like and that one that needs to either be better defined or go the fuck away pronto because i think it causes more harm than good but i mean it, I is, it, it is a construct i mean i think it's less about when i think about it like i think a mat like emasculating is just a stand-in for it must be really hard to be with someone who's way more famous and popular than you are no you know? i don't think that's what he meant you don't think so no, especially like nine years ago, Taylor Swift, when it was like bubbly early 20s, late teens, Taylor Swift. You think? I don't know. I, I, I kind idea, of had assumed it was of like being, of being on board with that, like 
I can see how that would have felt emasculating. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I haven't seen it. it, but I can understand. I can understand it. You know, huh? You know, I guess I didn't. I didn't really see it that way when I was thinking about it. But that makes sense too. I, I had imagined it would be because she was like a huge like entity back then as well. Like even then, with like these rabid fans and she, you know she was, a huge but- career, um, and like a true A list celebrity. And Matt Healy is not. You know, he's no. like a musician and is successful, no. but. You know, I, I imagine, you know, it'd be difficult to date someone and to be with someone who is that level of fame, like so famous that people, her fans are obsessed with her to this unhealthy degree that they are dissecting every little thing about it. So I think I think where, where I'm coming from is, you know, if you want to because it's hard, right? It's hard to remember what how people were perceived for sure you know in in the past but one really really good microcosm of that or or not i don't think microcosm is the right word like one really good slice or way to go get get in there is to look at how that celebrity was parodied at the time and i always i always go back to um kirsten wiggs uh taylor swift Mm -hmm. right and which was a really really good taylor swift impression you you know because it's what do you do right you take a couple of um big things that that person is known for and then internalize it and and make that right and then and then you 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 put that out there and you and you tease them out you blow them up and so it's that sort of like hunched over like oh my god me um kind of thing (laughs) and just like like you know girlishness and i can understand how someone you know if she was 21, 22, you know, some guy 24, 25 would be like, yeah, that's not my vibe. You, you, you know, you know what <laughs> I, mean, I mean? That's actually, that is actually a, a very fair point. And, you know, now she's 33 and like a grown ass adult and probably yeah. much more appealing as a, as someone to date. And that is yeah. fair. And, and and to be fair, I'm not faulting her for that. Taylor Swift was a 21 year old girl. Just like, you know, I was a 21, like, and no one, no one should be judged for who they were no. in their early twenties. That's just God a help crime. us all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God help us all. If we have to be always seen in the light we were, when we were like 20. Yeah. If that were the case, I'd be living under a bridge somewhere with like a <laughs> bottle of Evan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is all kind of uh, lumped together with the fact that she is, releasing she's announced that she's releasing uh taylor's version of speak now so we talked about this before and if you are interested more in taylor swift you can go and check out we had a previous episode come out a few weeks ago about taylor swift and the taylor's version and scooter prawn so you can listen to that but she's releasing a taylor's version of speak now um and the only thing about that was that it was a self-written completely self-written album but on the deluxe version they added there was a song uh if this was a movie that she co-wrote with martin johnson and she decided to release it separately earlier and uh put it as a part of fearless taylor's version mm-hmm. so that this version of speak now would also be entirely self-written which was interesting just the yeah. idea of being like i i think because this she's talked about this being like one of her more like gut-wrenching kind of more personal albums not that they're not all personal but i think this one has been kind of flagged flagged Mm. for that well you know that's just a function of i think of getting older too like 
the longer you live, just by definition, you have you've lived you've lived more life. There is more depth to you the older you are. Right. When you have like 25 breakups. Yeah, I think that's just a (laughs) fact of life. And it's one that I quite frankly enjoy. (laughs) It's it's how I can look at my nephews and say, you are not significant humans. Um, (laughs) Wow. I love that. I I love my nephews. Um, Speaking of heart wrenching moments, um, something actually really upsetting happened. Um, And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. Um, But the treasurer for Kanye West's political campaign resigned. And now I don't think he's going to run in 2024. Oh, no. Oh. How horrible. <laughs> Keith, are you okay? Do you need anything? I'm, I'm, Do you need I'm our support? Gonna, I'm not going to make it. I'm the only person who donated to his campaign. Oh, and also, there what was a, a Bam Margera story, if you guys are interested. Who the fuck is Bam Margera? <laughs> is that? Guys, this concludes another episode of Not Your Best <laughs> <What>? Moment. <laughs> the, Who is he? Bam Margera will have to wait till next week. The people need to know. <laughs> I want to know. Who is he? I'll have to tell you all fair. Guys, this has been another episode of Not Your Best Moment. God damn it. Nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, but-